The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. And, as you can see from the title, today is a milestone. It is our 150th episode, which is insane. Um, I, uh, I mean, I feel like the 100th episode was already unbelievable, and it feels like that was uh, just a little while ago, but uh, I guess uh, I guess we're past that now. Um, and uh, yeah, so I thought I would uh, just reflect on the fact that this is 150th episode and then see where that takes me. Um, and uh, the first thing that came to mind is something that I, I covered in, a, in an earlier episode, um, which uh, I think was one of the first things I read from Seneca. Uh, so this is from letter number seven, it's the conclusion, uh, where he concludes with three ideas that are, are all related. So let me read that and then we'll, we'll see where my musings take me here. So he says, in, in order, however, that I may not today have learned exclusively for myself, I shall share with you three excellent sayings of the same general purport, which have come to my attention. This letter will give you one of them as a payment of my debt, right? Because this is Seneca's whole thing with Lucilius that he he owes him a quotation from uh, the enemy camp at the end of every uh, at the end of every letter. I almost said episode. Um, the other two you may accept as contribution in advance. Uh, Democritus says, uh, or Democritus says, I forgot how you say it. One man means as much to me as a multitude, and a multitude only as much as one man. The following also was nobly spoken by someone or other, for it is doubtful who the author was. When asked what was the object of all the trouble he took over a piece of craftsmanship when it would never reach more than a very few people, he replied, a few is enough for me, so is one, and so is none. The third saying, and a noteworthy one too, is by Epicurus, written to one of the partners of his studies. I write this not for the many, but for you. Each of us is enough of an audience for the other. So, uh, one of the things, well, all right, let me start. Okay. You know what? I kind of did this out of order. I shouldn't have read that right now, but we're, 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 we're in too far right now to go back. Um, when I was thinking about recording this episode, what I actually was going to do was, uh, to write about, about the celebration of milestones in learning, um, and how it seems like that would be something that the, um, that the Stokes would be against. And I, I went through in preparation for this, um, spent a long time <laughs> reading through all of the uh, quotations I could find uh, on the topic of, of, you know, getting caught up in other people's opinions and on, uh, you know, praise from other people. And, uh, and I was going to write about how it seems like the Stokes would be against, um, would be against, you know, even something like this, like celebrating 150th milestone uh, our 150th episode milestone. And then I thought to myself, well, Judaism is not against this. And the proof is the concept of a seum, right? Of when you complete a tractate of the Talmud, you make a celebration. And this is a, considered a simcha shal mitzvah, even with halachic ramifications here. That And it's something that's promoted. We don't say that that if you need to, then you can make a, uh, a, uh, a, a, you know, a simcha, you know, you can make a seum and you can make a simcha shal mitzvah. No, we encourage it. We say that it's a good thing. And I think that there are two reasons for that, at the very least. One is that, you know, the the problem is having joy about things that are that are not real, <laughs> you know, or that are rooted in uh, in fantasy. But but when you learn and w- or when you teach, you know, or when you do a mitzvah, 
that is something that is objectively good. And that's why, you know, that uh, there's a, I really should have lined this up earlier, but the Gemara that brings up the contradiction in Koheles between the Pasuk of, um, of, hold on just one second. I was looking at it earlier. Uh, yeah. So the Pasuk says, so there's one Pasuk that says, um, to joking or to jesting, I said, it's insanity. And to simcha, to joy, what does this accomplish or what does this do? But then later on in Kohelis, it says, I praised simcha. Um, and so the question is, is simcha praiseworthy or is it, or is it, what does it do? And the Gemara <coughs> um, resolves it, I think it's a Gemara, resolves it by saying, uh, Look, halokasha zos simcha. I'm not quoting this from uh, the page, obviously. Zos simcha shal mitzvah, zos simcha sheina shal mitzvah. So the when he praises simcha, that's talking about simcha of a mitzvah, and when he's saying what does simcha accomplish, that's referring to a simcha that's not of a mitzvah. So, in other words, <laughs> you know, simcha is something that um, that if it's rooted in something that's illusory or or you know or uh, uh, or, or, or short-lived or, or destructive, then it is not a good thing because then you're, you're embracing something that is, you know, bound to lead to unhappiness and it's self-defeating. Um, and how, so, it's bound to lead to unhappiness at the very least. It could actually lead to, to objective harm. But if this is, if you're engaged in something that's a mitzvah, then simcha is, is, is wonderful because it all, it, it expresses true joy and it attaches you even more to that, to that thing. And, uh, and this is the second reason why I think that celebrating a milestone like this is positive, which is, let's say I, I mean, we'll talk about this in a little while, but like not everyone who has a seum is doing it lishma, right? I mean, like the, the, a Tommy Chacham who has a seum, you know, might experience the joy from having, um, you know, uh, had this, this unit of appreciation of Chachmas Kadosh Baruch of God's wisdom, but the let's say like the fifteen-year-old kid who's like you know um, who's aspiring to be uh, you know a Talmud Chacham, he uh, I'm sure a lot of his simcha is based on kavod. It's based on honor, you know. So so, but yet you see that we still we still emphasize this. We still advocate for for celebration. Why is that? I think because we are psychological beings and we say, you know, a person should always be involved in Torah and mitzvahs, even not for the right reasons, even not for their own sake, because from doing it not for their own sake, he will come to do it for their own sake. And and even if that, that kid who's doing the seum is doing it for kavod reasons, then it is a positive thing to to lean into and to attach himself to doing because he's doing something that is truly good, you know? And yeah, fine. So he's getting ego gratification from the learning, but that ego gratification, if he, if he continues to feed it because it's attached to something that's good and that leads to his development out of the ego gratification, then this is a positive thing, you know? And I think, again, I, I obviously I'm not, the whole premise of this podcast is that I'm not an expert in stoicism. I'm trying to figure it out as we go. Um, but from what I've seen, I feel like the Stoics don't really use those kinds of strategies. I feel like they don't really, and I think I might have even talked about this in an earlier episode, that I don't think they really fully acknowledge the concept of development, of the fact that, yeah, there are ideals, and the only way to get to those ideals is to go through uh, to go through more base motivations. Like the Ramam says when he's giving his muscle about the kid learning Shalilishma, you know, and, he, and the kid starts off learning for the sake of candy and then for the sake of shoes and then for the uh, and clothing and for the sake of money and then for the sake of a kavod. 
And and then the Ramam says, and all of this is despicable, but it's necessary due to the deficiency of man's psyche. You know, and that <laughs> that's something that I feel like there is almost an Epictetian purism lurking under the Stoic refusal to engage in things like that. You know, the idea that that on the one hand, this is despicable and it reflects, you know, uh, um, base motivations and uh, and fantasy based things. And on the other hand, it's necessary, you know, and and you have to be willing to do that because you are a human being. So I, I do think that the, this might be a difference between Judaism and Stoicism in terms of 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 how much we promote um, those stepping stones along the way uh, that that the Stoics would recoil from because they involve giving into uh, illusions and falsehood. And Judaism would say, yes, in the short run, they do that. But because they push you onto the next step of development, then 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 we should uh, we should, you know, uh, we should encourage them. OK, but the reason why all of this is irrelevant is is because of the Seneca letter that I just read which is one of the things I'm grateful for in terms of my whole identity and activity as a teacher is the fact that my main, my main motivation in, in, in teaching has always been for my own sake, um, both in terms of I learn the best when I'm teaching and the fact that I get the most joy out of sharing ideas with people, you know? So it's not, for me, I mean, so when I was looking about this, when I was thinking about this and I was reading all those stoic quotations and, and talking about like fame and other people's opinions and stuff, I realized like that's not really, I mean, I'd certainly have that emotion in other areas, but that's not an emotion I have when it comes to to learning. And like anyone, you know, uh, any one of, of, of my students, uh, I think I think I have a, a, a track record now can tell you that I will put as much time and effort and energy into preparing a learning session for one student as I would for, for a hundred students. Uh, and I will, I will throw myself into learning and researching a question to answer from a total stranger on the internet, uh, who emailed me asking a question, uh, as I would with my, uh, my dearest Havrusas, you know, um, and, uh, and th that's because I'm selfish. That's because I am, my, my orientation towards learning is a, is, is a, a selfish orientation where I'm doing it for myself. And therefore it's not about how many people, um, it reaches, or it's not about how many people it affects, or it's not about changing people. And, uh, and I think that this podcast is a good, is a good, um, uh, example of that, which is that I started this off just, you know, sending it to like a handful of people and it wasn't even going to be a podcast. It was just going to be this WhatsApp voice note thing that I was doing for my, my, uh, a handful of students and myself just cause I wanted to get into stoicism. Um, and, uh, and, and in fact, if you remember those of you who have been here from the very beginning, if you remember, how did this start? <laughs> this started when I was in my atomic habits phase at the beginning of the year. And I wanted to break the habit of, of when I was in the bathroom of just scrolling on my phone on social media. So I made, I created the habit of not bringing my phone into the bathroom at all. And then I busted out this, my, uh, my, my stoic books, uh, and left them in the bathroom and thought to myself, Oh, 
this is these are like n- nice little bite-sized ideas that I can just learn. And I've I've wanted to get back into stoicism for a while, and so this would be a good thing. Every time I go to the bathroom, I'll just read a a a line from Marcus Aurelius, you know. And then oh, I might as well, you know, I'm going to learn more out of it if I if I teach it. So I might as well record it and then just send it to a few people because if I send it to people, then it feels more like teaching than it does if I just like do it on my own in my head. And then that's when this was born, you know. So so that's another reason why I feel like. I, I, get for, I guess let's just sum it up then. For all these reasons, um, the uh, I I feel totally justified in celebrating the, the milestone of uh, 150 episodes because it's not about the milestones and whatever joy I'm getting from the milestones. That's a good thing. Like I think it's it's really cool that I was able to 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 do this and keep it going and enjoy it and uh, it not get stale and uh and that that all of you have come along for the ride at whatever point you joined us um and uh and yeah and uh you know god willing this will keep on going um for who knows how long okay so those are those thoughts now i'm gonna not end with my usual outro because this is kind of the other side of the coin okay so usually this is the point at which i talk about the patreon you know and, uh, and lately, uh, if you've been listening to the outros, then I've been talking about how uh, I'm not going to be teaching at Lomdeha. There's no Lomdeha next year. Uh, and I need to supplement that income. And I really would, I do have dreams and hopes and ambitions for this coming year in terms of what I would like to do now that I have that time in the morning. Um, and uh, what I would not like to do is I would not like to use it for tutoring if I can avoid it. Um, and I would like to use it I mean, I want to write again. I, uh, you know, I used to spend every summer writing a blog post a day, and then I would only get to do it during the summer because I would be too busy during the school year. I really want to write uh, throughout the year. At least one, if I could do a, a Devar Torah-style blog post on the Parsha every week, that would just give me so much joy. And I, you know, I think there are people who would read what I, what, what I write, and uh, hopefully that'd be good for them, you know? Uh, but it takes time, like, you know, time that I used to only have during the summer. I would love to do that during the year. Um, and so stuff like that, or just making other content, other podcasts. I want, you know, this is the only podcast I do that is purely for the podcast. Obviously my other four podcasts are all just recordings of the sharing that I give that I upload in podcast form. I would like to do more podcast stuff, whether it's something like this, whether it's like interview based, whether, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, but I've got a lot of possibilities buzzing in my head. But uh, I I also need to, like, you know, pay my bills. Uh, and that might necessitate not doing any of those things. So here's why I say this is the other side of the coin is I think because because I'm I <laughs> I'm not doing this for self-promotion reasons, I have a very hard time promoting myself, you know, and I, I need to break out of that and just take a very Mishlaic approach of finding ways to actually like like think about the thing about the fact that this is the only podcast that I mentioned the, the Patreon on. And I, I, I rarely post about the Patreon on, on my social media or talk about it. I, I, I need to get over this. Uh, and uh, I think the fact that I'm doing this for myself is both the obstacle, meaning the fact that I'm just doing this because I love doing it. And therefore I don't feel the need to like go out and promote myself to try to like get, you know, uh, funding, but also the fact but but that's the obstacle, but that also has to be the solution. Like, I think I need to realize that in order to keep on doing this, I will need to advocate for myself more. And um, and uh, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I guess uh, this is kind of uh, a solicitation of your help. Um, obviously, you know, the most direct way to help would be to contribute to the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeway's link in the description. But uh, if you have ideas for how I could, you know, promote myself, 
uh, I'm I'm all ears. And the trick is, I, it has to be something that I can actually that's realistic for me. You know, um, like there's a fine line between. Like I'm going to be pushing myself out of my comfort zone either way, but then if I try to do something that's too that there's too much resistance to, it's just not going to work, you know. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and uh, thank you to those of you who have been listening, and for especially to those of you who have contributed to the Patreon because you literally make this possible. And uh, until uh, until next time, uh, and God willing, this will continue.